Welcome to episode 94 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? And Scott. What is up? We are live from the Experience Conference. Can we hear a little? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. Yes. So... For those of you listening right now, I know the FOMO is real. You wish you were here hanging out with us. Um, So we are live from the Experience Conference 2020. We are down in Orlando, Florida. And this is uh, day day one and a half day, because it's just like a half day. So like maybe day two. Uh, And so uh, we are here doing another live episode of the podcast. This is the second time we've done that. But hey, before we get too far into our episode today, Big Tasty, you want to tell the listeners about our amazing sponsor, Planning Center Online. So badly. I do. (laughs) I do. Okay, so you can use Planning Center as your full church management solution. You all know that. How many of you, show of hands, how many of you use Planning Center services? That's the whole room. That's awesome. But this is always the best question, though. How many of you use an app outside of services? Okay. Oh, it's good. crazy. Fewer so th- here's what I want to say. Can I say it? You can. Can I rabbit trail? You can. You can Go. tell me no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look, here's the deal. <laughs> He's so mad at me right now. You know. Ran- Randy Miller knows what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> he does. And Lori. So, no, but here's the deal, right? <laughs> here's the deal. Planning Center Services has revolutionized how you do ministry. Yes Absolutely. or no? Absolutely. Yep. What if I told you it could do the same thing for the rest of your church? <laughs> right? Ooh. I'm telling you, go talk your, and you, go, you just read it. It's the goat, man, right? So uh, you, you can always try any product that they offer, any app free for 30 days. Uh, they recently launched a new product called Publishing. Uh, so Planning Center Publishing is a way for churches to create their own custom content and share sermons with their congregations through the Church Center app and website. It's completely free during the beta testing, so you should jump in and give it a try. Planning Center Publishing. It's debased. Let's go, come on. Let's go, awesome guys. So one thing that's really cool that is happening, well there's two things that's really cool that we're kind of a part of, is uh, the first thing is this, Free Church AV is happening again. And uh, so we got to be a part of Free Church AV last year. And it, when I say it's free church, it's legitimate. Like, I know many of you, you're sitting in this room right now, you're listening and you're like, oh, well, I could use some free AV gear. Um, so Five Words Media is an amazing integrator based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And they had this passion for churches that translated into the Lord telling them like, we want you to bless a church up to $200,000 worth of free gear. Like legitimate. And so uh, a couple months ago, I actually got to go up to Virginia and hang out with the church that won this. And they got $160,000 worth of equipment donated to their church. And I'm telling you, it cost nothing. It was absolutely free for the church. And, and this is a church that uh, they, they are, one of their missions is to plant churches. And so yes. when it comes to resources, the decision always was, do we buy a new a computer for the main campus, or do we send that money out to the camp to the church plants as resources? And the decision always was, let's send it out to the church plants. So this this is a church that has done without for, for years long time. and years and years. Yeah, and so like the situation they had, like the speakers were like behind the singers. So my audio guys are like cringing right now. <laughs> their their live streaming was a Mevo camera 
with a um, Audio Technica IEM pack with all kinds of connectors to make those things talk. It was it was it was crazy, but it's what many of us have to do, right? And so um, you two right now, you can go to I think it's Free Church AV. You can just look that up dot com, and uh, you can actually register. And I'm telling you, it's it's real. It's not uh, it's not a fake thing. Like your church can actually just be blessed by Five Words Media. And so there's one thing that we have been a part of. And then the other thing we really want to tell you about is that Scott Longyear just released a new book um, here at the Experience Conference. You want to tell them a little bit about your book, Scott? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, I did. Uh, so it's a book called Ditch Your Thinking. Uh, it's all based off of Romans chapter 12, which says that we are transformed. Who doesn't want to be transformed, right? We are transformed by the renewal of our mind. That if we change our mind and change our thinking, it changes everything. And so if you're like me, you wrestle with um, anxiety, maybe a, a bit of depression, worry, that, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm fascinated. The more I got into this, I've been fascinated by some of the scientific research on uh, the brain and the mind. So the brain is like the mushy stuff. The mind is our, our will and, and intellect and emotions. Um, but there's a scientific study that says that if we pray for eight minutes, a, I'm sorry, for 12 minutes a day, if we pray, have we talked about this? If we pray for 12 minutes a day for eight weeks, if you do a brain scan on each end of that, that the brain scan on the back end is actually different. That, that prayer for 12 minutes a day for eight weeks will physically change your brain. Come on, Guys, somebody. It's like, it's like the Bible is true. Almost. That's it's craziness. It yeah. So uh, the book is called Ditch Your Thinking. What I do, it, it, Ditch, D-I-T-C-H, is actually a framework that I run through. So you lay in bed at night and you're like, man, I, so Saturday nights are terrible for me. Uh, just anxiety with ramping up into Sunday. So the D is you determine the emotion and then you just run it through through this whole grid, it's been very, very helpful to me. And so there's eight primary um, emotions that can turn negative, anger, guilt, uh, fear, that kind of stuff. You run it through that, and I think there's freedom on the other side. And so we run each of those emotions through that grid. And then what we do in the book is we also extrapolate how God uses what the enemy wants to use for evil, God actually turns that for good. For example, the Lord will take anger and can use that to, a, to fuel your fight for injustice. Wow. Like we saw that with, uh, with Child Fund today, right? Guys, like, I was angry because I saw kids in poverty, and so I'm going to use that anger to fuel injustice. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's available online. You go to scottlongyear.com and, uh, and, grab, and grab a copy of that for the next few weeks. It's on a launch special price. And so I would love to get your, that into your hands. I'm just, I'm super excited about it. I've personally have found freedom in the journey in this, and I think others can as well. That's awesome. That's All I got to do is use code WLP, and it gets you nothing. Right. <laughs> you had me scared for a minute there. I know, I know. It's completely I saw free. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I got that look from Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's real, man. If Jeremy ever looks at you and says, okay, we're going to role play, just run out of the room. But if you want to see the results of it, Drop come to our breakout session out. tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, join, join us for that. <laughs> join us for that. For sure. So it, it's been a crazy week for my family. Um, I just moved from Florida to Oklahoma. Um, I am on staff now at a place called Transformation Church out there. And it was a really weird awakening for me. Like I've always thought, we always laugh that I'm the young guy in this trio of people, right? Um, but I get into creative team meeting for my first meeting and I'm looking around. There's, there's maybe 20 of us in the room. And I went, Am I 10 years older than like all of you? And they're like, how old are you? I go, I'm 40. They're like, bro, it's 15 years older than every single one of us. So 
yeah, it's a crazy time to be alive. Yeah, so. I am now old, and then when I go back, I'll even have bifocals, so. <laughs> right? You go from perfect vision to the doctor laughing at you because now you can't see a thing. It's crazy, right? It's going to get way worse. I'm oh, just warning you. Wow. That's awesome. Well, better. speaking of way worse, best transition ever. Why don't we take just a few minutes, BT, and why don't we read our prayer concerns? So each week on the Worship Leader Problems podcast, we like to take just a few moments and read through what we call our prayer concerns. And so uh, we all get them, the crazy things that people put on your connection card, your welcome card, um, that have nothing to do with prayer. And so like, I know at first we were reading these and it kind of was like, are we making fun of people? And it's it's not that at all. The heart behind it um, is for us to be able to see that like the big church on the corner is having the exact same problems that you are. Like, I don't know if you caught this a second ago when Scott was talking. I'm going to brag on Scott a little bit. Um, I've known Scott four or five years. This man loves Jesus passionately. He leads people passionately. Um, his church multiple times has been Outreach Magazine in their top 100 fastest growing churches in America. You would think Scott's got it all, right? When you're looking at him, but you just heard him say that Saturday nights he lays in bed riddled with anxiety. And so I think that is huge for each and every one of us because we look maybe at other people's situations and what they have going on, and we think, oh, those guys got it all together. It's just the grass is so green over there, but it's, but it's not. Like, we're all going through the same things. And so that is the heart behind why we like to read these prayers. Because, yes, they are funny, and, yes, they're crazy. But they realize, man, maybe we're not as alone as we think in ministry. Absolutely. Let's jump right in. Uh, prayer concern number one. Uh, We had some technical difficulties during our live stream last week, and the first comment we got, I'm out of (laughs) here. I'm out of here. I love it, dude. Peace. I'm out of here. This ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. It's like the deuces sign-off right on the live stream. Arrivederci. The bigger even. All right. Number two, prayer concern number two. Uh, We have certain rows marked off so that people don't sit in them as a part of our COVID response. And we had a woman who not only sat in one of the marked off rows, but then she used the, quote, please don't sit in this row sign to block the lights from shining in her eyes. <laughs> that is fantastic. So she's, she's like, yeah. she's holding it up. Yeah. She had to read it at some point, right? I mean, don't sit here. All right. Scott's done. Can't make this up. Good night, up, everybody. Man. Can't make this up, right? We need photos with these from now we do. on, man. That yeah. would be amazing. Send them in. Keep sending them in and send us a picture. All right, number three. Number three. Our church was using a new camera and equipment for streaming for the first time. So the pastor decided to let everyone on Facebook post. <laughs> and one, Sorry. One of the comments on the thread was as follows. I've been late to church before, but for the first time, church was late to me. <laughs> There's trouble. points for creativity. Right? A little pro. I like that. That's the bonus. Bonus points. All right, number four. Had a comment on our live stream Sunday morning. You're aware the video quality is terrible, right? 
right? I mean, this, this is life, right? This is real life. Oh my goodness, this is real life. All right, number five, the last one, bottom of the pudding cup. This was a Google review. Quote, horrible church. <laughs> Terrible. Goes through senior pastors like chewed up gum. <laughs> and then he writes on, we've had our senior pastor for 17 years. When we responded with that info, he said, oh, sorry, wrong church. Have a blessed day. <laughs> Prayer concerns. Prayer concerns, baby. That's it. I want to know when do we get to say what we want to say in our churches? Oh, you know what dude. I mean? Like what? right before we die, like you got 10 minutes with the mic. I'm like, give it to me. What would be the first thing you'd say? <laughs> oh, uh, we, no, we don't want to go there. <laughs> After we stop recording. We'll After we <laughs> Jared, can you hit pause, please? Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for uh, sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Um, if you'd like us to read your concerns, all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab. We've got a little form you can fill out. We don't ask for your name. We don't ask for your church's name. It is completely anonymous. So thank you so much for uh, being a part of that. Well, let's get into um, our last segment. Uh, what, do we, what do we want to call it? Live sliding into the <laughs> As you can see, our show prep was on point today. <laughs> sliding into the questies. There we go. That's it, right yep. That's it. That's it. Yeah, if you if you, I'm if you edit that post. So so pe- people often ask why do we call it Questies? That was an attempt by me at <laughs> being youthful. <laughs> that went sideways as often happens if it's, you It's not the only time. It, yeah, it's like it, you have your own language. It's kind of <laughs> Yeah, so And Starbies? Starbies, the Outbacks. Starbies, the Outbacks, yeah. right? Questies. Well, that is the Totes my goats Graham or something Graham. Like that? That's right. Totes my goats. Totes my goats. That's my I don't even know if I'm one. swearing when I totes say that. I, I don't even, it makes me feel weird. Really? Not say it. We need to get you two weeks on the staff at my church. And right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we're going to do, guys. Um, we don't have a mic to run around. So we're just going to ask you guys, we, you can literally ask us anything like about worship leading, leadership. How would you handle this situation? what's your favorite seasoning for your pork ribs that you smell? We'll, we'll literally talk about anything that you want to. And so uh, I'm just going to ask you to stand up and uh, say it loud. And then, uh, Brian, will you just kind of repeat the question back yeah, into absolutely. the mic? And then yeah. we'll roll from there. All right. What do you guys got? Come on, bring it. We're excited. Anybody? Anybody. Anybody. Bueller. Yeah. Oh, Landon. So the question, number one, if you weren't called into ministry, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Where do you, where do you think you'd be in your life? Uh, I can start. So, you, you know, you know, I always got something. I would have been, I would have been an oceanographer who studied specifically great white sharks. Um, marine biology was my thing in high school. And I have been fascinated by great white sharks my entire life. Like, I mean, look, here's the deal. One day if I die, I stand before the Lord and he says, well done, good, faithful servant. And like, I, like I'm good. But like my flesh should be like, if I don't see a great white shark, I'm gonna be really upset. Like, I used to surf all the time. Like you'd never think that I was a surfer. I get it. I appreciate you, Jesus. But yeah, like the great white shark thing. Would <laughs> thanks be a nice for my bonus. salvation. <laughs> but where the sharks at, man? Yeah. Uh, you know, up previous 
previous to entering ministry, I was a, I was a trumpet major. Like I, my goal growing up was to play trumpet in the Tonight Show band, but like the Doc Severinsen Tonight Show band, not that the one now is bad because it's fire, but um, that was, that was always my, uh, that was always my goal. So I, hopefully I'd be gigging someplace. Nice. Love it. Starbies. Jeez, I, I don't know. All I've known is ever known as ministry. Uh, I thought maybe I'd be a math teacher. That sounds um, not as awesome as getting eaten by a shark and standing in front of Jesus. But I would probably, I, I would probably hope to do some kind of uh, entrepreneurial business uh, adventure, kind of outdoors motorcycle. Let's go to uh, Alaska, baby, and make that happen, right? So it'd probably be something like that. Or cage diving with sharks. That is the 100th episode, so... Yeah, we're actually doing a GoFundMe page to send to send the three of us. Although Brian refuses to get in the cage in South Africa, I will Africa. watch from the beach. Make safely. <laughs> awesome. All right, who's got another question? Anything? Anything you want? You don't all have to jump at once. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Worship Leader Props Podcast. Okay, so I have one. We oh, we, we got, got from Instagram today, and then we'll go to Jerry. Okay, I love so it. Instagram today. What is your what is your least, least favorite Christian song oh, or band? Oh, that's not fair. And why? That's... Least favorite Christian song or band and why? <laughs> I feel like this is a safe story to tell. I'm looking at my wife and asking. <clears throat> it's not, okay, so for me, it would be the voice of truth. <laughs> that, that's Casting Crowns, right? Yeah. Okay, so... And there's a, a and they, story. They follow I can, us on Instagram, so be very okay. kind. They, they, you know, yeah, they, Mark, they Hall, don't anymore. You're the best. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, some years ago, when I finally got placed as a pastor at Pathway Church, um, I was driving home after a late night, and Voice of Truth came on, and I, I threw some shade at the local Christian radio station on social media. And uh, like two days later, I was brought into the senior pastor's office like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? It was along the lines of like, hey, ex, you know, radio station, you know, it's been 15 years, you can play something else kind of a thing. And then like a lot of comments agreeing with me um, in that. And so, you know, young and stupid in ministry, we've all been there, right? Um, and so that all, I had to go to the radio station and like apologize to people. And the funniest part of it all, I go in there and I like station manager. I'm like, I'm, I don't know if you heard about this. I just want to say I'm really sorry. And he goes, I hate the playlist too. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, the old joke, like from the Wayne's world movies, when he's playing the guitar and it's no stairway to heaven, you know, is it? So the, I think the Christian version of that is days of Elijah. No days. That's what I would say. That, that would be my least favorite. That's and good. why I just don't like it. <laughs> I think it's a completely unfair question, and I think we're going to get in big trouble for it. But I have to, I'm a, friends are friends forever, man. <laughs> now, here's the thing. You know, you know, Smitty, like, I hate that song, too. Yeah, 100%. Right, because it's, I mean, it's just, it was cool the first 750 times that we heard it at graduations. You know, it's just overplayed. I think it's a great song. It's just overplayed. But if you're Smitty, if I'm Smitty, I'm like, <laughs> filling up my bank account. You know, <laughs> I'm playing it. I'm like, you can hate it, baby, but I'm cashing in on it. I mean, that, but. Daddy's going to Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do All right have Jared a Hunter, what you got, bud? Uh, what is your process? I'm actually going to 
<laughs> Thank you. Real question. Uh, what has been your experience with working with volunteers when they're reaching kind of the end of season, what you feel like they're called to ministry, helping them transition out to the next thing? Uh, this is a legitimate question, and Scott has graciously agreed to go first. I will. Yeah, Scott has graciously agreed to go first on answering this one. He's so always so kind, y'all. If you're, if you're working with volunteers and they're nearing the end of their season of serving, what is a, a good process, a good way to help them transition out? Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, thought, I was expecting you to answer the question because I thought you were taking it. Uh, first of all, I would say that, that a, a volunteer should never age out of ministry or serving in general. Okay, there's always, there's always a place to serve. If you still, if you still got breath in your lungs, then you're still, you're still serving, right? And um, I would make sure that if, if I'm saying to a, to a volunteer, if I'm feeling like a volunteer <clears throat> is um, maybe doesn't have, I think what we're talking about, Jared, is they don't have the, the skill set needed for the slot that they're in, right? Um, I would make sure that that's the Lord telling me that, and it's not that I've got something in my heart that I'm just like, I, I just want this guy, this guy just, or this guy, or this guy just grates on me and I want them gone. My life would be easier if they're gone because it's really not about me. It's about the kingdom. I would also help them find their passion. And we've had to do that before, you know, with people who are like, hey man, I, um, I, I ran, you know, front of house for, for big, you know, big names or whatever. And we're like, really? Um, because it doesn't seem like they're just, just really catching it. So sometimes it's not easy to have those conversations like, hey, man, here's what we're needing. Do you think you can get to, get to that level? Uh, so it's probably a little similar when we will audition, uh, we'll, we'll interview people to be part of our worship team. We never tell them no. We say not yet. That's great, man. Okay, we don't say no, we say not yet. And what we say is, if you're looking to do this, here's some things that you might want to do. If it's vocals, grab some vocal lessons, and then come back around, and let's see. Because you're able to see how bad do you really want that. Can they improve, or have they, lift, they, they hit their lid? And why, and why have they hit their lid, right? No, not, not easy to do, but I would, I would make sure that it's just really, it's just, there's not any animosity in my heart, because I want them to express their service to Jesus the very best that they, the, the very best that they can. And, and, you know, in a conversation, they may be feeling it, too. They'd be like, thank you. I just felt like I had to be, you know, doing this for everyone. I don't know. I would, uh, how would you answer that, Brian? Um, so when we, we uh, I love the word, I think you use the word interview. That's what we call it when somebody wants to get involved. We try to stay away from the word audition because that word just freaks people out. Uh, so we say interview. We're going to talk. We're going to. I'm going to talk, you're going to talk, we'll exchange ideas, and then we'll hear you do some music if you're a singer or a player or whatever. And I will often say something along the lines of, you know, we're, we're entering into this process together and we're going to discover um, if this is where God's calling you to serve or not. And if we discover that it's not this, I want you to know my involvement doesn't end there. I'm going to walk with you until we find out and discover together what, what, he is, what is he calling you to do. Um, and I will walk with you to help you find that. Even that outside of your serve. department. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I think what's important to remember is that, like, if God has placed you over the shepherd, to be the shepherd over a person, that contract doesn't end when you no longer have a need for them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, there, was a, there was a gentleman that I had come into my ministry uh, at Pathway, and he was an audio guy, and he was getting a little bit older. And so, man, 
we, we tried him in one place and then I made a decision. I'm going to try him everywhere. I'm going to give him every opportunity to be a part of what we're doing because it was feeding him and he just, you could see him light up. And so we tried him at broadcast, we tried him in front of house, we tried him on ProPresenter, we tried him on lighting, and I was like, hey, we're going to try to throw you on a camera. But then some health issues kicked in, and it was just really getting to the point um, where it just, I didn't have a place to be able to put him. So what I did is I sat down, and I just had an honest conversation, like, brother, man, I'm doing everything I can because I know what this means to you, but I don't know that we can find a place here for you right now, but here's what I'm going to covenant with you. I will help you find the next place. And so I walked with him and uh, eventually the health issues became uh, so rough that, you know, it, it was just, it was just great to see him in church. Um, and so like, you just got to make this decision, like, I'm going to be that shepherd for the whole time. You know what I mean? And uh, loving people out because I mean, it's got to be tough when you've done something for 50, 60 years and now you're getting to the point you can't. And so uh, just treat them the way you would want to be treated if it's your time, because your time will come at some point. Well, and you know, we shepherd all kinds of people. We shepherd people with great attitudes, which is kind of what we've mostly talked about. Yeah. But you, we also occasionally have to shepherd somebody who may not have the greatest attitude. You know, those are, those are difficult uh, seasons to lead through. And, you know, I've, I've had a, a few occasions where I've just had to set somebody down and say, hey, love you. I love how God has gifted you. Um, we're a better team with you than we are without you. But we, you know, our, our pastor sets the mark, set, identifies the bullseye for us. And my commitment is for us to hit that bullseye as hard as we can every single weekend. And I'm the guy before God who, and, you know, our leadership who's charged with figuring out how to hit that. We'd love for you to help us hit that. Um, but if you if you don't feel like you can get behind uh, the leadership, uh, the the mark that they're set for us, and the way I feel like we're supposed to hit it, then let me help you find a, another place to serve. Um, those are difficult conversations. They are, but um, it's but you have part to have of what it means sometimes. to be a leader. Yeah, yeah. I think the key really is that that you have the mission and the goal as primary, because what we all bring to the table a lot of times is. Uh, we'd like to think that we are selfless in serving, but how many of us are like, I serve because it feels good. Yeah. Well, who's that for then, right? Exactly. But if this, if, and, and, and as leaders, you have to continually push out the mission and the vision because vision leaks. So it's, here's, here's why we're doing what we're doing. And here's the mark. You talk about the mark. This is the mark. This is the mark. This is the mark. And then as a team, if it's strong enough as a team, like I'm self-evaluating going, I don't think that I have that I have the audio skills or that I have the vocal skills to get us what we need. And if I'm connected to Jesus, which my whole team should be, right? If I'm connected to Jesus, I can kind of self-evaluate and go, I mean, I wonder if the Lord's moving me somewhere else. So I think that would be one. I think another one is too, you know, Jared, you have to be the kind of leader that can take that also. Are you willing to, to have those conversations if somebody comes to you? I would hope that that our team is strong enough that if they circled around me and they'd be like, Scott, man, our mission is we're leading people a step closer to Jesus and this, but we feel like the anointing of teaching is coming off of you in this season. And it's shifted to Jeremy. Now, then what I have to do to, to be responsible in stewarding this as a, as a team is go, then we better get this guy teaching and get, let, let's go because I don't want to stay in the way of the mission. Not easy to say. 
I get that. But we also need, we need to be the kind of leaders that can take that from other from other places as well. I think Man, that's, that's a good great question. Great question. Anybody else have a question they'd like to ask? Oh, right here in the back. What you got? Yeah, so specifically related to production ministry, how Brian do you, how do you move to... people? Yeah, I'm going to talk Dante 27. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, how do you get people to come along uh, as, as technology is developing and styles are changing and getting people to get involved in serving? Yeah. Um, I think that like when the technology is changing and things like that, one of, the, one of the things that needs to go with the change of technology, even before you've put a single piece of gear in, is you have to decide what the culture is going to be when using that technology. So we talk about this at Transformation Church, like culture is felt before it's heard. Okay, so like um, if you're going to be building this new thing, this new way that you're going to use gear, or maybe you have a, a philosophy shift in what your services are going to look like, you need to be building from the beginning what that culture is going to then feel like within that worship ministry. So um, as production is happening on the weekend, people are just watching and they go, and we even notice something's different before they've even heard the whys behind why you're doing it, um, why maybe you're changing because you're trying to reach a new audience, whatever those different things are. I think as you're trying to get people to want to be a part, you got to build the culture that's going to go along with it. So like um, where I'm heading out um, to, they, they don't actually have a production team right now. Um, luckily, there has been a touring company within the area that's been providing the production. I'm finding there's a lot of volunteers that were a part um, that were um, feeling burned out. They were feeling used and things along those lines. So like I have spent a lot of time, quite honestly, and this is going to sound like the Jesus answer, on my hands and knees asking God for like, what's the vision for this thing? How are we going to love on volunteers? What is this thing going to look like? And so God has given me a vision. And so by the end of September, um, I'm bringing everybody in because uh, we're not opening until the second weekend of February. So we've got some time to kind of build some stuff. And so like, I'm going to get anybody who's ever served in production ever to come out hopefully to the church and uh, we're going to feed them. We're going to love on them. And I'm going to cast vision, not for where we were, but for where we're going and what it's going to look like to be part of production um, at the church. And so we did this big recording last weekend. And so, you know, the, the, the few of us that are actually on staff right now, I'm like, hey, I want to go into this thing. We're going to be cheerleaders. We're going to ask people, what do they need? What do they want? Kind of already starting. And you could tell by the end that the, the volunteers, it already felt differently. Um, than they had experienced serving before. And I haven't even shared a word with them yet about the vision. And so I think that's a big thing that I've really been like wrestling with is like building this culture that's felt before it's heard um, that will help make people um, feel more comfortable in the transition. Good. Good. I would add, I think it's, uh, I think you're not trying to, you're not trying to fill a position. Often we get into the, the rut of like, I just need a camera person. I just needed this. Uh, so you have to sell to mission. So if, if I'm having a conversation with Brian, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying like, um, hey man, uh, can you run a camera for us? Like we're really desperate. <laughs> yeah. 
Even you, we think even you can do it. We've asked everybody we can you know, think yeah, of. Yeah, we've asked everybody. I hate to ask you, but we're going to. But what I would say to, to, to Brian is like, bro, you know our, our church, you know, we're about helping people take a step closer to Christ. And so let me tell you about this, this lady I saw here last week, man. She was sitting here. What you don't know about her is that, uh, that she, comes, she comes pretty broken, and her husband left her and this. And she's sitting in our service, and I watch her, and she's watching the screen, and she's weeping. And I talked to her afterwards, and she's like, I've never encountered the Lord like that. The reason that she was able to encounter the Lord is because, as odd as this, because of what she was seeing on the screen. And I'm looking for some people to help more people like this. You think maybe that might be something you'd pray about being a part of? I see what I just asked Brian. Asked him to be a part of the mission. I didn't ask him to run a camera. He's like, what do you need me to do, man? I'll do whatever. I would also make the invitation one-on-one. I mean, you're going to get some people with the whole blanket. We need production help or come to our production cookout. They're just not going to be the people you want. But I'm going to take Brian to coffee and ask him a question he's never even, I never even thought about uh, doing A, B, and C. Uh, this final one, you're not going to like this one um, because it's, it takes time. I would play for the long game. Yes. Here's what COVID has done to us. COVID has, I'm speaking for my church as well. COVID has exposed the fact that we have not been good about recruiting, right? We just get enough, enough to get it done and, and the bench is not deep. You have a bench, they're just not trained yet. And some of your bench is 12 years old. So what if we start investing in them? You're like, I'm gonna have to wait, I'm gonna have to wait like two or three years. Yeah, maybe. But can you imagine a 15-year-old who you've been training for two years? Oh. Or at 12 years, you train them like three hours, they probably know more 100%. than you do, right? And you, and you get them. Uh, so we've, uh, you guys have interviewed uh, Ray Jones on the podcast, Big yes. Clay Ray, we call him. Uh, Ray has done great so intergenerational good. ministry. And so I would go after him, man. This is a young guy. I mean, get him, get him off of Fortnite and get him into investing their lives in the kingdom and see if we can get some, some change going on. I love how you telling a story of how what they do impacts the kingdom when you're in the ask. So I was just hanging out with the live video director from Bethel. And so we were talking and he was, I was like, so what's, what, like, what's your why, Chad? Why do you do this? And he said, uh, there was a Sunday he was at Bethel and um, he was just a camera op at that point. And so um, somebody came in, uh, this young teenage girl and looks up at the stage and she goes, excuse me, is that Stephanie Gretzinger? And Chad said, yeah, this girl loses it just starts crying and Chad's like, "Ugh, this is not what I wanted today. He just come off of like a 60 hour work week, a conference that he was being a part of. And, uh, you know, so she's sitting there, she's crying. Then mom and dad come in and uh, mom and dad, they look and they're like, looking. at is that Stephanie Gretzinger? And Chad goes, yep. You know, the parents start sobbing. The dad walks over, grabs Chad, hugs him, and said, thank you for what you are doing because my daughter watching Stephanie sing, it saved her life. She wouldn't even be here right now if it wasn't for what you're doing. That radically changed how Chad does ministry. Um, And so when you can tell those stories about, hey, have we told you the story about so-and-so that, you know, they they got saved or this person over here delivered from this, like, and, and you get to be a part of that, like, I think that changes the game for people. That's good. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? What's, we still got a few more minutes. It, I couldn't say it any better than you two did. Well, you are a big tasty. <laughs> Anybody else? We got Anybody one? else have, have a question? You got one more? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. 
Uh, how many years combined in ministry do we do we have? So I'm tw- I'm in twenty year twenty six. Thirty. Thirty. Uh, almost twelve. So I'm a musician. Anybody adding that up? Where's my wife? She's a teacher. <laughs> Sixty eight. Wow. That in dog years, like a that's a lot more. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I do not know. Is there a theme for next year's? We are year? super low level. Yeah. We're, <laughs> like, we're, you know, on a chessboard, there's pawns. Whatever's below that, know, that's us. We're on a need to know basis with most, even, most things. And don't, we don't make need too to much know. noise. They don't even know we're here right now. Yeah. <laughs> we actually snuck in. <laughs> we probably have time for like one more good question if anybody has anything. I got one more good question. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll do these two and then we'll be done. Yeah. Yeah, how do you, like, if you feel the question is, you kind of feel God's not done working, how do you do that when you're up against a tight service schedule? Scott? I'm a production guy. All you're guy. doing is restating the question. Yeah. That's all you're doing. Hey, I'm a production guy. I'm like, hey, what's the producer say? You're done. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I don't know that there's a great answer for that. I would, um, I'm feeling that, especially in this pinch. You know, and I'm like, man, I just, the, the more we do multi-site and the more we broadcast, the more I feel like we lose some of the organicness if we're not intentional. So I think on the front end, one thing to do, we even run into it here. We were, we were um, I was with Brian who did all the flow of the service uh, for last night. And he's like, he's like, man, we got 10, we're 10 minutes short on paper. We're 10 minutes short. We, I'm like, bro, don't fill up 10 more minutes because it's going to get filled. And so I would leave some space, you know, instead of, you know, if you're like, well, it's going to be. It's going to be short. At, at the worst, your service is going to be short. And I've never heard anybody complain about a short service, <laughs> ever. But I would just leave some space and go like, hey, we've got something. Should something happen? And then uh, there have been those rare occasions where it's been like, um, listen, man, we're feeling like the Lord is moving here. And I would check with whoever has the authority over your service, like if it's senior pastor or whoever, or it's that cranky deacon or elder that you're going to have to pay later. Like, like hey, we just really feel, if it's a strong move. You know, and I've seen some churches do that where it's like, look, we've got to start late because we just had a bunch of people responded and we baptized uh, 40 people. Is that okay with you if you're, you know, for starting a little Jesus bit late? Duke. It is. I think that's a constant tension for us that if we don't continue to wrestle with it, we are gonna, we're going to choke out the life that people really are looking for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amen. That's great. We, our, our pastor has done something along those lines when uh, he did a sermon on baptism and we were just totally blown over by the response. And so he just paused the baptism and he said, some of you are here for the next service. These are baptisms that are spilling over from the last service. Let's celebrate with these folks. And um, yeah, just, I, I think, you know, lead, leading through it, uh, don't, so, so often, in, you know, in our world, it's a mistake. Something happens. We try to act like it didn't, it never happened. Everyone knows it happened. So, you know, everyone knows something's going on here. Let's just tell them and let them bring them into it, you know, make them a part of the celebration. I'll be interested to see that. That's a great question. So um, where, where I am at, the services are anywhere from two hours and 15 minutes to two and a half hours long. 
And so um, when we come back, we're adding a second service. So I don't really know how they're going to do that. So I'll be really interested to see how we kind of navigate through some of that. So I'm kidding. All right, which guy? Yeah. So the question is, yeah, you, you inherit a worship team and your team is not up to, up, to, up to level, up to the level that you would want them to be. Um, yeah, Brian Tabor has graciously agreed Duh. to answer Duh. that question. Dirty dog. <laughs> Man, that, that's a great question. How many of you have faced that very situation? Yeah, lots of you. So... Um, I would say I faced that where I am now. Uh, when I got there 12 years ago, I was dealing with that very thing. Uh, so we, uh, we headed into a season of everybody re-interviewed. And um, under the guise of, uh, it's kind of a new, new day, it's a kind of a relaunch of our ministry, new leadership, pastor has kind of set a new mark. And so we're going to invite everybody who wants to continue being a part of, of the worship ministry to re-interview. And we're going to, uh, we're going to use some new filters. We're going to use some, uh, some new, uh, evaluative tools and, uh, see if this is where, you know, God still has you serving. If, if not, we're going to find, you know, we're going to f- find where that is. But, um, yeah, those are, I, I, I had someone tell me once, you know, anytime you, you're, you're telling somebody no, they're not going to be happy. So I think you season that with grace, uh, tie it to the mission, like Scott said, tie it to the why. And, um, but yeah, I would, I, I would say it's, we're going to take everybody back through that. How, how new are you in your position? Okay. Well, yeah, that's, I think the longer you go, the more challenging it is, yeah. you know, I think kind of like a season there. So you pick, here's the thing, you just got to pick your battles. Like, are you going to battle it right now in a more intense time where it's going to be ugly or are you just going to dribble that out over years? So choose your heart. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 94 of the Worship Leader Pops podcast. Lo- huge love to the live studio audience here. <laughs> You guys have been amazing. So tell your friends, you know, tell your friends about the podcast. If you would, uh, if you're listening right now, hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, Leave us a five-star review because anything else is doinkish and we don't like doinks. Um, And so we are just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Arrivederci. Thank you guys. 